Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hockey fans, if you'd like a copy of my new book, Tales with TR, Fights, Film, and Folklore, head on over to flankerpress.com. If you'd like a personalized copy for $25 plus shipping, email me at terryryan2020 at gmail.com. That's terryryan2020 at gmail.com. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 105B of Tales with TR. I'm your host, Terry Ryan, Jr. Oh, and what a busy few days it's been. Good to be with you guys again. Coming on momentarily is my guest today, Taran Sandwith. Most of you know him as the Sandman. One of my best buddies, actually. Um, so I gave that away. You all know who's coming on anyway. But I'll do the intro just to do it. There he is right there, Sandman. What's up, buddy? How are you just doing? coming online. I've actually started, so. But it's been that kind of a day. And, you Can know, you people listening don't care. They know. They all know who the guest is going to be regardless anyway. But I'm going to do the intro. Okay, now we haven't spoken, just so people know. We haven't planned this. We haven't spoken. There's going to be some outrageous questions asked at some point. So, Sam, man, be ready. This one's going to be incriminating. Can you hear me? No. Bob? Can you hear me? Yeah, yeah. Awesome. Wow. You can hear me, right? I got a new microphone. I'm just kind of like, you know, excited. Make sure it works. Oh, you're excited. I got you on a good day. I was going to put a, I was going to put a, a, a back screen on here, too. But, uh, yeah, I'm gonna, if I can do it while we're talking, just like, you know, just a keep back going. screen, like an Oilers symbol. That yeah, I was going to do an Oilers thing. Black. I had to download a picture, but I just didn't. 
have enough time to figure this out. But anyway, I'll just blur it. No sweat. So oh, we're no, going to do the, in, I, we're going to do the intro anyway. I wrote it. What? I'm going to do it. I'm gonna, I can add an image. I'm going to do it right now. Cause this is very important. Do that. Sam, man. That then I'll use the video. I never use the video. Here, let me see. So for you listeners out there, this is what they call preparation. That's not usually recorded, but why not? As biz would say, it's content. It's content here. Well, I can't figure it out, bud. That's all right. Oh, well. Okay, Sandman, where am I here? Okay, here we go. You figure it out while I'm introducing you, okay? All right, man. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, today's guest needs no introduction because this former Edmonton Oiler has been on our program many times before. He is one of the best from way out west. He likes sushi for lunch, and he packs a hell of a punch. He's loyal to the soil and played for the oil. Here's the thing. We hit Nashville this spring. It was a bit of a haze. We were drunk for days. I'll see him again soon. He's visiting in June. No doubt we'll have fun on the rock in the sun. Also, this lad is one hell of a dad. He has a daughter like me, too, not three. As a teammate, he was gel and has a degree as well. Yes, away from the rink, he's smarter than you think. He aced courses like a whiz and now has a new biz. Or has a biz. He rolls and he rocks and he has a really huge sock. You thought it was a lock. I was going to say cock. The thing is, it's true. He has a big one of those too. So let's get it straight. He still gets the odd date. Folks, when I went to Cuba, I came back a tanned man. And ladies and gents, please welcome my buddy, the Sandman, otherwise known as Tran Sandman. How you doing, Sandman? Great, buddy. That's, I just can't get enough of those. Yeah, well, today it was last minute because once again, you're a filler inner today. You're like yeah. those fluffers on porn sets. You're there. So, yeah. You get it's like you, my it's like my hockey career. You know, I was just like I was like a kind of fill in when I when needed, you know, fill I, in. I, when I know, needed. I know my role. I know my role. For those that don't know, Sandman and I have, have deemed ourselves, have, have, have named ourselves, sorry, the, the crazy eights. We both played eight games in the NHL. 88 seems like a cool number. And I think crazy eights could be a topic or a title for a future podcast. You, uh, what do you think? I think it's a great idea. Have we, uh, have we done research on the other eights? It'd be, it'd be kind of cool to know who else did the eight games. I know I, I have, but I can't No, I can't figure it because it's in, in any other thing who wore the number eight you'll get, but, but who has eight specific games in the NHL? Yeah, we, we did though. We were at an alumni event. I remember, and we ran into somebody. I'm not sure. Anyway, there's there's some trivia for people there, out there. There's gonna be a few few out there, yeah, exactly. So first of all, Sam, man, the obvious question that I want to ask you is, what's the meaning of life? Why are we here? Well, I don't know. I mean, actually, I've been delving into this in, 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 in meditation and consciousness. Like, what is consciousness? I actually have been looking into this, and it's what? like. Is yeah. Oh, yeah, been, okay. I'm into philosophy. I kind of asked to joke, but I knew that you would have some kind of amusing answer. And after all, this is a conversation. So please go on. Oh, but I also oh, I went in too serious. I went serious right away. Oh, God. Damn. No, 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 no. I well, I'm asking the question. You never really know. Right. I kind of was looking for an answer. I mean, so it wasn't a total joke. Just most people, I think, wouldn't have taken it seriously. But please do do indulge. You know why, Terry? Because I take you seriously. So when you ask me a question like that, 
I don't, I don't think it's you're trying to joke around. I think you actually really want to know the answer. And, and I'm do. trying to give you, I'm trying to give you the best answer that I can okay. under like duress and like just, just ad living here. So I'd love to hear this, the meaning of, and, and what the role of consciousness, is that what you said? It sounds yeah, like well, consciousness. I mean, at, at the end of the day, like it's, it's like the whole meditation thing. It's like, are you the whole Zen Buddhist thing? Are you just like, are you sort of a mirror just reflecting all the sensory things that your, your mind, your eyes and your ears, and everything that you can detect. And you're just like, it's a mirror reflecting back. And then even your thoughts and everything like that, they're just, they're just things like they're just, well, then if I would mirror. expand on that idea, then is that, that sounds a little Buddhist. Like we're all yeah. one, we're all part of the same energy. hundred percent sharing little bits of it. I've, I've often thought about that. We don't really know, but my idea of death is different than a lot of people's, I think, whereby it just doesn't make sense. We go nowhere, but I can't see us hopping around the clouds going, hey, God, you know, you want to play catch? Oh, you know, but it's just for so many reasons, the, the idea of heaven that I think most people have. Yeah. I, who, who knows what's right or wrong? But I think it's more like, how do we get like existentialism? Like, what is it? And when you die, you have no sense of time. Have you ever thought about that? So like. People say, well, you know, the sun's going to burn out, but that's millions of years down the road. But I don't know. Let, let's say part of our energy is reincarnation. I, how do you know? What, what if you wake up a million years from now? Or maybe it's it just it, it opens so many doors, but I like where it's at. So let's let's go with this. The meaning of life to you. Would be one then of energy be a good. But, but judging by what you're saying, expanding on that, if it's all about one, then we got you know, do unto others as you basically your religion, if the religious viewpoints from a agnostic point of view, would I be right? Well, yes, I would say I'd lean towards that. Yeah. Like I think I'm a spiritual person, but not a religious person. I'd say that uh, I think that the, like definitely what we have is a connections to, to people. Like we have, we, we aren't, uh, we aren't just solitary, you know, beings. We are, we need connections and relationships and, you know, the stuff we're talking about right now, that's what the meaning of life is, right? Like, is, is all that sort of communal I, stuff. And, and we, also think, we also think that, um, I think definitely for sure, our ego gets in the way as humans, so that we think that we are more important than, than we are. Like, I mean, the vast universe, like, are you really that important that, you know, yeah. that you, you, know you didn't get your coffee uh, with, with two sugars in it and just one? Like, you know, is it really something to be pissed off about? And we're Which living I do. in such a bubble. Like, you know, we really are. And I consider myself a very, what's the word? Like an, a, a, a sharing, altruistic, like philanthropic at times. Like I consider myself a good, and I'm, I'm totally ego. Like I know it. I leave the house. I think all about my, I say to my, I'm good to other people because I feel I should be. And so what I'm saying is that even those of us that have the outlook of being unselfish, and I'm assuming a lot of us still at the root of it, you know, at the root of it, Sam, man, but came down to it. And it's me or my family or my daughter. I do a lot of crazy things, right? We just yeah. don't have to do it now. We're not cavemen anymore. Some people do. But and to expand on that, I'm really I've, I know I've lost the hockey audience. Well, let's, not start, let's not start talking about Nashville. OK, let's start. Let's what, well, we will now in a minute. The last <laughs> thing I will say when it comes to this, because this is what I also find fascinating, because. I find if there was one religion, I think you might have me or if there was like two, but there's hundreds. So it always did seem silly to me that I'm like, well, how? so just because I was born in this part of the world with these people, that my viewpoint is correct. And even as a five year old, that didn't make sense to me. 
but there's got to be something. So I just always looked at it that people tried to fill in the blanks as best they can. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe we die. And it's like, I told you, Jesus is going to be right there. You asshole. Moses is going to be there with the commandments. <laughs> and you're going to hell. Yeah. You're going to hell for sure. Right? You're gone. <laughs> anyway, that's just I just figured easy enough to just try to be a good person. What most of those religions are saying is, you know, be you know, it's almost like uh Pay it forward, kind of thing. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, I mean, I, I, the root of almost every religion, right, is a, again it gets back to the social thing, like be be good to your fellow human being and do the right thing and all that stuff and whatever. It gets back to the root root of that, right? Beautiful. Now, here's something <clears throat> more current. I'm saying the other night, if Col- if Col- if Macar, sorry for for Colorado, if that wasn't offsides, fair, fair, okay. Once once I was explained the reasoning, okay, it seems outlandish, but okay. But my thing is that, well, that means that half the video reviews are definitely offsides. How, how often is the puck exactly on your stick going over the line? It's it's not right. The puck, uh, when even when you're carrying it, isn't right touching your stick the entire time. Very, it, it, I think the opposite. I think less than half the time when I'm carrying it. So. A, are we saying that is that is that the precedent now being set is merely if, if the if the skates aren't out over the line, but you're not touching the puck, it's fine. And B, why even have the video review? Do you remember any offsides? I don't remember any. Now, there's so many that the linesmen get wrong. There must have been hundreds of them while we played. But I don't sure. remember after the game. Well, after the game going that fucking call, he missed. But then it was it, it was in a box and it was gone. No one ever talked about it. So what do you think of the whole re- video review? And was that offsides? Well, you're yeah, you're you're talking about a few different issues. There. And I like I, I mean, on a very technical reading. the And again, I was with you like as soon as I saw it, I was like that's offside. I mean, and, and I and I was in a I was having a drink in a bar and I couldn't there was no uh, sound. So when they they let it happen, I go, what the hell happened there? I couldn't figure it out till the next day. But then when they tell you what the rules are and how it's written, it was, it was not offside. So I totally agree with the call that was made, but as hockey players and, and I think any normal hockey fan, when you saw that play, you're instinctively, you're saying that's offside. Like, you know I mean? That's, that's the, the intent or the spirit of the, of the rule. Right. Um, but so I, I don't, I mean, I guess you got to change the rule and, but, but then the bigger issue that you're talking about is that, and I think this has gone in all, all sports that like they're so worried about getting the call the right way. They got all these video reviews. They got all this kind of stuff. And it's a slippery slope. You go down, right? Because back when we played, the refs were part of the game. You know what I mean? As far as like being a- affecting it in that way, right? They're human beings. They're not going to get every call, right? They're going to do their best job, but it's, they're part of the game. So it's a very or- more organic. Now it's become this sort of technical thing is being removed from the ice, removed from the players in some, you know, place in Toronto with 50 TV screens and shot. Like, you know I mean? So I don't know. I think it's lost some of that sort of like organic, like when that call's made on the ice, we're done. We're going, we're playing. Let's go. Winner, yeah. like good or bad, ugly. Now I got to be honest. If I'm, if I'm coaching the rest of the way, I'm not calling anything. Like if that, okay, whatever the reason is, if that right there wasn't offsides, then, I'm not, and then they get burned again. They get scored, so the goal goes in. And then now again, I, I'm not saying it like we're both. I do comment on the Oilers games now, but I'm not saying it because we're Oilers fans or you're an ex-Oiler or I'm going on with Rashad. After I'm just saying, I thought B 
because that washes out at least 50 calls from the last year, because that thing, what for the exact reason that we think it was offside, it was called offside, even with the video review. Now, all of a sudden, there's a different interpretation. Okay. Yeah. And then it goes to, okay, so if we can interpret all these things, all these different ways anyway, then why not just go back to the referee in his mind? And, and Yeah, I mean, and, I, and I, I, I don't know, you probably know better than me, but I'm not, I'm not sure if there was other calls made this year that were I know the other was. way. But if there was, then fine, I don't Look know back, that. But... Sam, Look back at the last two, three years. And yeah. every time offsides was called, it, it, when, it's, when they change it, Lots and lots of times. Okay, I just browsed on the net. I got. I should have yeah. have something to attach this to. No, no. But, yeah. but lots of times, the puck is not on the puck carrier's stick. Yeah. So the slippery slope that you're talking about, I think that lies within. So then it becomes the linesman saying, "Well, McCarr knew. No, he knew. He said, yeah. and that that was what they were saying. They're saying, "Well, no, this is different because <sighs> McCarr knew exactly what he was doing and he waited. <sighs> and if if that's the case, then what you're doing is giving the officials the power." to assume the judgment call that the player is going to make judging on his or her or his past, which is not good either. Are you saying that if Zach Hyman was carrying the puck, it would be different because he's known as a harder worker Uh, or, or better yet, if Zach Cassian, because he's not a talented offensive player, if he's carrying it, then you're going to blow it down. I find that that's the slippery slope. I think that we don't need fuck it all. And I think fuck yeah. the reviews. If there's the goalie gets hit or something, exceptions. But offsides, I never thought there was a reason for anyway. There's a blue line. Sometimes we get it wrong by three inches. It's not going to affect the goal. Connor McDavid huh. is still goes roof on Kemper, whoever it is. It's a goal for fuck's sakes. Okay. Um, <sighs> breathe. Um, do you still go to Oilers games? I am going tomorrow. I'm going Monday. Um, I'm very fortunate that uh, I have a business out in Edmonton and we actually have seats every game. Uh, so when I'm in town and um, I get to go to a lot of games and I'm very fortunate. Do you go to more, uh, for those that don't know, Sam Man lives back and forth between Toronto and Edmonton. Do you go to more Leaf games or Oilers games? No, more Oilers because I have the seats in Edmonton. But uh, I, And if I go to a Leafs game, it's because I got a friend inviting me and because I'm an Oilers fan, my friends don't invite but you me. You played much. for the Oilers, but this is the thing: you played for the Leafs farm team. Have you ever tried to use that card? <laughs> yeah. And I, I did while I, I did it a few months ago at a Leafs game. They, got, they let me in because I was, I think I was humoring them, and I was. They felt, they felt sorry for you. <laughs> they, yeah, but I was just like, you know, I played for the St. John's Leafs. The guys like, yeah. Oh, uh, I would <laughs> I, for sure if I, yeah, for sure if I went up and did that, it'd be like. Well, like the guy would just start grilling me. You go like, okay, what, what you put? Okay, wait a minute. You didn't play for the Leafs. You played for the Baby Leafs. Hey, not John's. only that, not only that, the guy on the way in was Don Meehan, who Don Meehan, the player agent, he used to be like best friends. I had Barnett. Like, I th- yeah. and he didn't recognize me. And again, I don't know <laughs> if he's got Alzheimer's. Or I, I don't want to laugh at that. I don't know. No, but I was like, yeah. fuck, like, I, I don't think so. I think he just didn't recognize me. So that was another come down. Hey, I played for the St. John's Leafs. The guy's like, I don't give a fuck. And then Don Meehan's, who are you? I'm going, oh, Tough crowd, tough crowd. Yeah, yeah. Well, he was. I, I he was my agent too, eh? I, was I, he? I, I didn't know that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He recruited me, and we had. He had. He had he like one of the biggest in the world. The first round, and uh, yeah, he wouldn't probably remember me either. So yeah, well, I, I ended up. It was great. I ended up talking my way in for some. You know what hey, I mean? It's a small. If anybody world. Could do Tucker it. was there. I was Tux's roommate. I coattailed something. 
It was a laugh, but I do find it completely different. And if you've actually played for the team, even though like Montreal, again, we don't have to beat a dead horse here, but I didn't exactly live up to potential. But I use that alumni room like my shed when I'm there. And no one, right. you know, they, they appreciate it. They're like, hey, man, like a lot of people assume that like we want people to use this. It's why it's why it's here. Sir. Yeah, that's great. Sam, man, what have you, what would be a memorable prank? I would say the best prank ever, but it, some people ask me these, some fans of the show, and I'm like, man, there's so many pranks. What, what, do you remember any good pranks that people pulled in the, like, oh, playing? pro oh. hockey, yeah. Oh, I mean, other than the, other than the usual, like, ones, like the shoe check was a good one, right? Like, going underneath the table, and... For people okay. that don't know, a shoe check would be Someone takes some sauce of some sort. Yeah. Goes under the table while everybody's eating. And then yeah. puts it on one or multiple shoes. Comes yeah. back up, waits a couple minutes. Everybody's having fun. And then you take your spoon or fork and you clang it off the glass. And you hear all the glasses going. You say, shoe check. You look down. Someone fucked with your shoe. Um, and that would happen, Sam, and what, every second road trip probably? Oh, I mean, you, that's the thing. You always had to be on guard for all that stuff. There were so many pranks that you just had to make sure that you were just watching yourself. You know what I mean? Like you're always on guard for something, right? And the shoe Maybe check the was a, in the shoe. Like the, the funniest one, just like going the shoe check because it's on the top of my head, is we were in uh, Hamilton, playing Hamilton farm team, and Rick Natras was our assistant coach. And Rick's a great guy, but Rick is like, was one of those guys that's like, like, don't you know that I won a Stanley Cup with Calgary and like I played like a thousand games? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, you know what I mean? Like, you, go, you yeah. kind of like self important, like, you know, don't you know who I am kind of thing a little bit? Yeah, well, yeah. of course, the guys in the team couldn't give two shits who the hell Rick Natras was in the 80s, right? And like, you got all these guys, in it, like, we had a bunch of first round draft picks that, like, you know, they, they signed for half a million dollars and they're, they've, like yeah, yeah, for yeah. a million bucks and like you know they probably made more money than rick did and it blew open in the 90s yeah, <laughs> yeah right and so they couldn't care less who rick natras was old man you know guy so they would try and find ways to like just get him going and that was like they sh if you shoot checked him that was the ultimate because he would get so angry like how are you shoot checking me like i i won the stanley cup and i'm in the nhl same with like they would cut they would cut rick's <laughs> stick practice stick like three quarters of the way through in the blade and then one of my back favorites. up for him and they go with their first shot he'd, he'd break a stick and lose it you know so it was always about trying to get him all fired up that's one of my favorites boy cutting the stick halfway and they go to just people go out and just lean into the first one and it snaps <laughs> we had one once just quick this is a long story but just quick but anyway we i got called up to freddie and going into the playoffs they had a team builder which was paintball again I'm an 18 years old coming up from junior. I didn't know anybody in Freddie other than the people I met at Montreal camp eight months before that. It's the end of the year. I don't even really want to be there, Sam, man. I've had a good year. I just signed my contract. I got to me. I got nothing to lose by being or, or to, to gain. It's the A. I could play great. But I mean, I started my first game with Mario Roberge on one side and, and Serge on the other. And I played center and I'm a left winger. I was like, I don't you know, you don't care about a team that you're joining in the playoffs. It's, it's all personal. It's yeah. going to be a shit show. I'm ready to go home. I've had a good year. I don't need a broken leg or worse yet, a broken orbital bone. You know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, I just mind your P's and Q's. But I got up there and Rivs and those guys, Craig Rivet, they had Mark Lamoth. We were going out. Mark Lamoth was the goalie. Yeah. So we were playing paintball and they got me to go up 
I was part of it, but I didn't even know it. So I, I got up and whatever. I'm like, Mark, meet me here. And I was in the car with them. And before we got out there, the cops pulled us over. So anyway, and the, this was set up. I did again. I didn't know any of this. Yeah. I knew that they were setting up to prank him, and I kind of read that it was, but I didn't know what was going to happen. So anyway, the cops went in the back, and apparently, I, I don't remember. Maybe he was a hunter and he had a rifle, um, and and whatever they made up that it wasn't licensed or something. It was something to do with that. They went yeah. in the trunk and they busted him, and whether it was paintball guns or whatever it was, it had to do with a gun charge. And everybody knew it was going to happen. They might even have planted whatever was in there. But he was next to me and he got really, really upset. And he just said, fuck. And he punched the concrete wall in the rink and he broke his hand. And he was our number one goalie out for the playoffs, <laughs> out for the fucking playoffs. And that oh. too, that was Freddie versus St. John. And I've never seen a performance. We lost four straight. Dwayne Rollison was in net for St. John. And he was about 28 years old. And he and that's when he made the show. Yep. He made it real late, but he got yeah. called up after that series. I watched it. I watched his uh, entry into the NHL, if you can believe that. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's ridiculous. Mm. The other one, uh, the other one I remember is in the, uh, and I think this is a kind of a common one too. Is you're going through the airport, you're getting on a plane, and you have, uh, oh god, you, you sneak money. a, you sneak a bag with a with a big dildo and a water bottle in the bag. Oh god, I haven't you, heard this one. You put it in somebody's bag, and then it goes through security. And it gets checked. Oh, fuck. Oh, God. Oh, boy. <laughs> that pull out this bag. <laughs> Sam, and I'm doing this the next time I travel with anybody. Mark my words. The next time I travel with anybody, 100%. But the dildo, what's the water? Well, because the, the water gets flagged to the security system, right? Because you can't, you can't bring a bottle oh, of water yeah. through your thing. So that's what gets flagged, right? And then oh, it's in this bag. So my God, this clear bag, and it comes out with this huge dildo that everybody can see in the security line. And the guy has no idea what's going on. I am doing that when I go to Buffalo in July. If that's <laughs> the next time I'm on a flight. That, or actually, you know what I'm going? You know where I'm going? Speaking of Oilers, uh, June 23rd, I think, Dennis Bombay's golf tournament in Cape Breton. Oh, nice. We'll say hi to Dennis for me. Yeah, we played together for two years in Hamilton. I, yeah, yeah. And I've never met him. He reached out. I mean, I, I nice. played against him a thousand times. We've been in the bar after. Yeah, I've heard he's a great guy, but given my role and his role, I'm surprised yeah. we never mixed it up, but I just never. Yeah, no, great close. guy. Sam, man, 2035. I tell you, there's five players in the NHL that wear full cages. Yes or no? Oh, yeah, 100%. You think? Oh, yeah. 13. I think it's coming soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah uh, and, and neck guards, too. Sam, man, you're not going to believe it. Look. Right on there. Uh, neck guards is the neck. It's I, the next I got one? cages and then I got asterisk neck guards as well, because I think that like, remember Trent McCleary got hit with, with a puck. Can, can yeah. you remember he got a slap shot in the throat? Oh God. Yeah. And I don't know, but Dave Manson did. I mean, that injury happened somehow. Dave talked. Yeah. Dave, yeah you gotta, talks I think he, like this. I, I can't remember if that was a stick or a puck, but yeah, it was something, definitely during the something game. Something that a neck guard would have prevented. So yeah. I'm surprised because usually one thing happens and it's panic, but sometimes yeah, it's, 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 it's like, I can tell one time that it actually worked that I never thought about this, uh, safety precaution, the netting around the rink. Remember that I think it was in Minnesota and a little girl got one in the face. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, now I go to a game. I'm like, how did we let shots just deflect up into the crowd? And how did nobody get their head taken off in all those years? 
Well, when you, you remember the old barns, like Maple Leaf Gardens was yeah. one, like Hershey, like all, I remember like, like those stands went like vertical almost like they were like, and, and so you're, you're, you're sitting there and I'm with you. Like, I, I, I can't imagine back in the day when you're firing pucks over those, over the glass, hitting people and, but everybody had to pay attention. Now everybody's on their cell phones. You got to protect them. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Now there's way, way more people not paying attention. The game is like a side note yeah. at the game and they go to the game just to get an Instagram snap. And then, you know, it's a few beers out in the corridor or whatever, like it's yeah. crazy what goes on. Um, and as far as the neck guard, I, I would hate to wear one. I mean, people, people have asked me, they're like, well, what are you talking about there? You don't even notice it. It's like you, you wear a chain and you don't even know it's on. I'm like, no, the neck guard, there's something to it. I get hotter. I get cramped up. I feel like I'm in a box. I, I get claustrophobic. Um, so I, I don't know, but I do see it happening sometime. And the other thing, Sam, man, when fighting gets I keep saying it without let's not have the fighting argument, but I always thought that it, it would get shown its final exit because someone falls on the ice and their hand gets skated over. I can't believe that that doesn't happen more. It's yeah. even did you see Reeves going at Maroon last night and they're down? And by the way, what is the ref doing rolling around in the middle of a heavyweight fight? Where are we in the world? Like, come yeah. on, let them go. Yeah. But still. I was kind of surprised at that. Did that ever happen to you? But the, the thing is, it has happened. It's just people used to look the other way and just get stitches. Now, the next time it happens, fighting's over. But uh, my, my that finger right there, I was my first fight in junior. No. I got my hand skater over my pinky. I got the scar right here to show it. Yeah. First, first fight ever. And so you <laughs> that taught me a lesson. That, never happened again before. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, did, did, that, just... did that teach you a lesson? <laughs> oh, Jesus, yes. Or did you get in another 150 fights? <laughs> Oh, yeah, yeah, I kept getting in fights, but I didn't put my hand on the ice ever again. I'll tell you that. I had land on my elbow or whatever. I learned my lesson there. No, I kept getting beat up, but no. <laughs> will Connor McDavid stay in Edmonton? Do you think he will retire in Edmonton Oiler? Or let's I say retire as a bet because Bork. Let's say, will he play another 10 years in Edmonton? Yeah, I. I I don't think like any of this talk about him leaving and the next contract. Like, I, I don't think so. Like I, um, and again, I, I'm, I'm not speaking with the brass or anything like that, or I'm not in the dress room at all, but you know, Edmonton is a kind of a small town. You sort of get some little bit of Intel, right? Second, third hand Intel. I, I think Connor, and you can see it like in the playoffs here now, like the guys, he wants to be compared I, well, I, I'm throwing names out here like a big deal. I was talking to Paul Coffey the other day because I'm friends with him. And, and and he said it too. He goes like, these guys, like he's looking at his legacy now. Like it's like Mary Lemieux, Wayne Gretzky, like Sydney, like that's where he is thinking. And I think for him to not stay here and do everything he possibly can to win a Stanley Cup would sort of not correlate with those types of players, right? Like you're here, you're building this organization, you're the foundation of it, you're going to win a Stanley Cup here. Yeah, I know. It's funny because when people often ask that, or at least now in my podcast, because I go out, you know what I mean? I go to the bar and I get very real nice, but 10 or 15 people have a question or a comment. And often that comes up. But the way it's kind of, the way they, they frame it is almost like, do you think he'll stay in Edmonton, the city? Because like compared to New York, or, and I'm like, wow, you just think about it. It's Connor McDavid. If you were a hockey player, Edmonton go crazy. All they want is an excuse to have a good team. It's a great spot anyway. You got all the money in the world. You can travel anywhere. I mean, I, I, I love Tampa Bay, won a couple, but just me as a hockey player. Of course, if I get traded there, I'm going to love it. Woo, I'm in the sun. But 
Hey, if you really ask me if I was the best hockey player in the world, that destination, they treat me well. It's Canada. If you're a hockey player, I really Edmonton would mean nothing to me over L.A. or 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 it's a job. It's a great place to do a job. To me, it's just building around them. If I was let's see what they do. I really, really for, for hockey's sake. Yeah, um, I can't say I hope they make the final, but I hope this series it started impressive. I, I hope it's everything it's cracked up to be. The the high score is one thing, but McDavid, Dreisaitl, McKinnon, uh, McCarr, like it just got all the elements uh, right. Yeah. So uh, well, I, I would just I would just add that. Just think about it of a guy like Connor McDavid. Think about it. Like so, you're gonna say like those guys don't think this way. Like I, I want to go to a good team. I want to go. I want to go to a team that's gonna have really good players that I can win the Stanley Cup. Mm-hmm. Like his mindsets. I'm the best player in the world and I'm going to win the Stanley cup. I'm going to like, you know what I mean? I'm going to, I'm going to will this team to win a Stanley cup. That, I just think guys like that think differently. I, so I, I think him leaving and going to another team, even if he won like five Stanley cups, I think it would be a failure for him that he didn't win one here. Right. They left kind of without fulfilling that. It's kind of what I No, Sam. And I, uh, I like that. I never really thought about it because you know, I mean, even though it didn't work out in the end, Lucic all the way back, that was four or five years ago. That's why he went there. Evander Kane. I'm sure that that had, had to be part of the reason he went there. You're right. And it's not like, look, this isn't the Oilers of two years ago or even last year. They've learned a lot. They've gained experience. They've added some players. Well, they're in the final four of a 32 team league. So now they are putting the money where their mouth is. Right. So you're right. I never really thought about it like that. Or who knows if you're right. But I, it's a good it's a good take is that, you know, people are he, he stay where he is or they are, I guess. I, God, I, I, I'm guilty of passing off dry settle as if he's chopped liver and the guy's yeah. got <laughs> many points and, and, and his IQ is just as mesmerizing as, as McDavid's speed. So let's say one That's A and one B. But you're right. I, if I was a player, I would want to go to play with them rather than just, you know, spin the dice somewhere else. Yeah. Roll the dice. Interesting. Um, who do you think, Sam? Man, now, if you're. You're outside looking in. Let's say it's hard to look at this objectively, but who do you see winning the cup? Well, I like before last night, I would have said Tampa Bay. Yeah, me too. <laughs> you know, like, but what they did to Florida was unbelievable. Um, and now you have Rangers beat him six two the first game, so it's like wow. And again, this playoffs has been like that, right? It's like holy cow. Um, with this series now, Kemper's not playing. Kemper's not playing tonight. So now, yeah, he's got the obviously he's a blurry vision or something that he's happened. Not to playing him. the night too, Sam. And what's he going to come back in two days like Superman all of a sudden? Exactly. To me, that's that's alarming. If you're Colorado, if he ain't yeah. playing, and he's a gamer, he comes yeah. back. Some of those like Freddie Anderson. What the fuck is that? I wouldn't touch him with a 10-foot pole anymore. Three years in a row, he fucking jams out when they want him to play. Well, and they're asked. They're asking Brendan Moore, what's wrong? Well, I don't really fucking know. Yeah. I'm waiting. I'm waiting. We want him to play. But Kemper, yeah. if anything, comes back a little too early because now he's re-injured. But why do you do with that, Sam, man? One, yeah. series, one series has literally gone through four goalies in 10 minutes or, or 20 minutes in the first round or the, the first game. And... The other series has two of the best goalies in the game. So to me, again, I'd love to see a Canadian team win, but I just don't see how it's not 
Tampa Bay or the Rangers, given that the goalie is such an important position. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And the, but the only thing I'll say on that, again, maybe a little bit of bias here. Yeah. When Mike Smith is playing the way Mike Smith can play, like he's he's at that level. Uh, it's just about hitting the timing of it and at the right time and in the right. And he's like, other than the game ones, he's been unreal. He's been great, right? So as that's the only caveat I'll say about that. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's all interesting. No one ever fucking knows. No one ever knows uh, what's going to happen. It's a bounce. It's injuries. That's what I find about the playoffs. I'm like, who's... uh, I've started to look at it in my pools and stuff. Who's built to last? Who's built to last? Because these injuries every year, and the more fit players get, even in baseball, right? You got baseball. There's no... A very, very... Outside of the games played, 162, which is ferocious... And crazy, uh, you know, it's not as physical as the other sports, yet these Greek gods like Aaron Judge and Giancarlo Stanton, these home run hitters that are, and they're out. They're out for 100 games every year, and they're swinging a fucking bat. And the <laughs> last time Stanton got injured, that's what the report said. How did he get injured? Swinging the bat. <laughs> Wait, swinging the bat? Swinging the bat. You're six foot five, 240 with 4% body fat. Injured 100 games a year. Meanwhile... Phil Kessel will have the Ironman record soon. I remember one time a player got injured for he cut his didn't he cut his hand uh, making dinner or something? Yeah, can't play. <laughs> you can't only play. Pitcher. <laughs> you cut your pitching hand like you're screwed. Right? It's great, and and sometimes it's legit. But the more all I can say, it's not so much a commentary on the other sports, but hockey guys. I I mean, it's not even close. Guys play with the craziest like. Even broken ribs. Like, let's just say Patrice Bergeron. I know lots of guys that play with broken ribs. I play with broken ribs. I'm not looking for a hero cookie. It's fucking hard, hard to play. One, just one little injury. I mean, it's hard for so many reasons, but people don't play baseball or basketball with broken ribs. And you're out there possibly getting hit. And and not only by, I don't know, let's just say Shea Weber for to be neutral. He's out of the league now. Let's say, Get, you're, you're, you're going to get hit by him and, and there's no out of bounds. So it's not like you're, you're, you're using the momentum to, to run out of play. You're getting hit into solid boards and glass, Sam, man. There's nothing like it. Best sport in the world, brother. Sam, man, who do you look at? I'm guessing Victor Hedman, but you're a left shot, big defenseman. Who do you look at and go, wow. Uh, I mean, any defenseman, sorry, are you looking for? Yeah, like I look at who's who are players that I look up to, even though I, I, I don't particularly love Matthew Kachuk, but I, 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 I as a player that played kind of like that, I really like I look at him and go, fuck, man, like it's hard <laughs> to do. Gonna... Like I respect what he does in front of the net, like, even if yeah. it's... well, I was just gonna laugh at you because yeah, you were you played very similar to him, so yeah. for sure, <laughs> but, I, and uh... I, so I love watching him play, you know, yeah, is there anybody yeah. like that for you? Yeah, well, I'd love to have him on my team. Like, I'd love to have you on my team. Like, I'd love to have those guys on your side, but not if you don't want to like, play against them. Yeah. Uh, I would say, uh, right, honestly, God, right now, the person that really stands out from every single time is that Kale McCarr. Like, I, I just, that guy is so dynamic. When he touches that puck and the, how how his edges work and, and how he thinks the game, it's just, it's just unbelievable. Like, so impressed. His edges work. That's a great way to put it. I, I'm mesmerized. I've been skating for how long? They put in the hours that I've skated, hundreds of thousands of hours that I've gone out there. And I look at him do that. And I'm like, 
Oh, how do you do how, it? <laughs> I don't know. Like, how does this momentum? It almost like when Michael Jackson would dance and you'd go like and he'd go so far back and then he'd keep going. You're like, OK, at this point, he's being he's a puppet. There's a string like there's so, he's not really doing the moonwalk, you know, because yeah. he's defying the physics that I. <laughs> That's a great way to put it. Like, I look at like I see him and Connor McDavid at that kind of level. Right. Whereas like like a, a McKinnon is unbelievable, obviously, but you kind of get your head around, like he just bulldogs his way around the ice. He's super fast, obviously super skilled, but you, as a hockey player, you can kind of see that, like yeah. being able to do that. Like dry settle, same thing, right? Like dry settle, so intelligent with the puck. He slows the game down, so super talented, but it's like, that's within the law of physics. Like when you, like McDavid and then and McCarr and, and guys like that, like like you when you, you see them do something, as like guys that played the game, you're like, how the hell did you just actually do that? Like, how is that possible? I know. Yeah. Just say, man, I'm totally with you. It's mesmerizing. And every once in a while, you know, when they go like three on three at the end of the game, like obviously, well, you know, when they do overtime uh, or the odd time, they'll put them up for some reason if it's late in the game and he plays forward like better than 90 percent of forwards. Like sure. when he goes up playing right wing, he starts like he does it like he he's been playing it his whole life. And I'm t I'm I'm saying because like breaking out and there there is even though wing. I'm not going to say easy, but knowing where to go as a winger is probably the easiest if you're talking center and defense. So you're, you're on your point usually unless you're the person without getting into it. But there's still like nuances to it that took me years, you know, to, to learn. And you're still kind of learning as you go. And he does it like like getting the puck out on the wall, like easy, yeah. like these easy little things. An absolute. A, 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 a generational talent that I think because there's so many of them now gets lost in the mix. I think a lot of people they'll go, oh, who's the best in the world? And I'm like, I, I know it's McDavid, but we're not too far away. And I'm, 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 I know Drysdale, there's a comment. And until until they fucking win, I'm still saying Sidney Crosby's skating around out there somewhere, right? He's skating around out there and, you know, three cups and all that, not every, all the winning he's done. I, I, I'm, I'm not ready to say that the greatest player living today is not is, is not him. And I'll stop talking because I know it's McDavid, but I'm just saying as, as, a, as an accomplishment level, but I, I'm rambling. Um, do you mind if we do some rapid fire randoms? I'm yours, buddy. I'll get some time. Rapid fire random. I can't believe we didn't talk about Nashville. Though. I'm just, just disappointed. That's true. Well, we will talk about Nashville because rapid fire randoms might. <laughs> there might be a couple of questions. <laughs> Yeah, your favorite fish meal? Fish? Any meal it could be fish and chips, could be cod or gratin, anything. Oh, I I I love a good salmon, like like okay. a, with a dill sauce on it. Ah, maybe we'll have some at Merchant Tavern in a month. What? You're still coming, right? Oh, I'm I'm booked. I'm ready to rock and roll. Which show, TV show? You can insert yourself outside of Shores. It's not why I asked. You can insert yourself into any show. What would it be? But you and and to like be an actor like here it is like Sam man here it is Turan you got the like you look like you could be a doctor so we're redoing ER and you're gonna take the Clooney role like what do you think that you could fit or we're doing Alf and we need a puppy yeah whatever Amy. show yeah uh, Magnum PI wow you know what that would be a killer mustache 
would be amazing. And like have a reason to grow a mustache like that all over. Yeah, and yeah. wear those really tiny shorts and, really, and shirts really tiny shorts. and muscle really. shirts. I, know, get to drive I, I feel Ferrari. like we're in a time. I feel like we're in a time that that used to be kind of ironic and funny and nostalgic. But I think if I walked out now in that, I don't think anybody would say anything. I uh, think you no. could wear anything you want and do anything you want right now, which is kind of a good thing. Yeah, it's kind of cool. But um, it's, it's, it's hard for me to nail down a style. You're the worst weather you've ever experienced. Now, I'm not saying like I know Newfoundland has bad weather, but like, have you been in a tornado? Have you been? in an earthquake what kind of a, a, a geological event or weather has been the worst well i i haven't been in any of those but the only thing i can equate it to is experience that i had i went i went helicopter skiing what helicopter why skiing. is this i always learn these the last time we spoke I, I saw guitar in your wall i knew you played but i had no idea the level you played i didn't even know you skied and we're like best buddies i had no idea you skied outside of like the odd time but Hella skiing? How did this happen? Well, I, I do a trip every year with a bunch of buddies. And well, okay, quick story of how I learned how to ski, which is kind of crazy because I played, you know, played professional hockey and grew up playing hockey. How do you ski, right? Mm. Uh, everybody asks that. And uh, I happened to live uh, on an acreage, my, like my parents growing up, uh, beside a man made ski hill, like out in Lake, it's called Lake Eden. It's a west of Edmonton, west of Stony Plain. And we just happened to live in an acreage, like right beside it. So when I wasn't playing hockey, I would go and ski with my buddies after school uh, on this hill. So it was just a little hill. And we just learned that we did jumps and we did little stuff like, and, and I, and back then I had like, we didn't have, we weren't, we didn't grow up with a bunch of money. So I had like the old, old scouts bindings that you had to, you had to twist the bindings in the back and they fell off all the time. So I had to learn on these like straight, you know, two ten long skis, shitty bindings, and I had to learn how to ski on those things. So then, when I left home to go play hockey, I didn't. Ah. I didn't ski for. I didn't ski for twenty years. And when I came back in my thirties, started skiing again. They had these parabolic skis, which like, and the bindings were way better and everything like that. So it was like way easier to ski on. And I just got back into it. And I, I'll tell you, like, I loved skiing as much or not more than playing hockey growing up. I just loved it. And um, so now, yeah, so now I get back into it. What's that? I'm just learning something new every time I chat with you. I had right? no idea. All of a sudden, now you ski more than hockey. What am I going to find out? I, I, how, do, how does this not come up in conversation over 36,000 hours of a conversation? Anyway. I know. I, know. I, I found that I've actually uh, walking gauge who uh, you just did a roast, uh, help yeah. do this roast for, which is awesome. I don't know if we get a chance to talk about that, but I found that about Joaquin. Joaquin is apparently is an unbelievable skier because uh, he grew up in BC and it's like, never thought he skied. Like, you know, you don't think any hockey player skis, but he played in Italy and he was telling all these stories about like, like high, like you weren't allowed to ski when you're playing hockey because of injuries. But he would go and sneak out and ski in the Alps there while he's playing hockey. Oh, my Italy. God. Switzerland, Italy. Although, oh. Can you imagine? Uh, so yeah. I, I didn't know this. So how often do you – so you, you you got skis again? You ski here? Oh, yeah. Like, I'm full into it. I got new skis. I go to the mountains. I try and – like, I think I was out three or four times this winter. I and think we, when something like that hasn't come up, it means that you're pretty interesting. You're, you're, you're one of those – what's it does? Seki's like, you're close on. Like, if we talk so much. Like, any, think about it. If just sure. Joe normal, whatever, if I'm walking down the street and I, I meet him or her and we talk back and forth for a week, 
things that they do a lot are going to come up. Like I'll probably, I know you really well, like the back of my hand, and you're telling me things still that you frequent, that you do a lot, that I have no idea. Then you right. must lead a pretty fucking interesting life. Well, um, I'm, very, I'm very fortunate. Yeah. So anyway, on the, the weather thing. Okay. We didn't talk about the weather thing. Let's keep this going. Come on. Rapid fire. Oh my God. Yeah, we did. No, the yeah, weather. Okay. It was just, da- it was a dangerous situation. I was basically on a cl- side of a cliff with a helicopter landing and it was like sheer wind. You couldn't see five feet in front of you. And then you got to go down this pitch of like 30 degree pitch. And otherwise you go on the other side, you die. Where was this? In, uh, in, in like BC panorama, like just outside of panorama up in the mountains there. Uh, why why would okay it's one thing to enjoy skiing why would you get dropped out of a i just heard the word if you're on the other side you die that's well yeah well i I don't want to hear that when i'm going recreation anything so so, well there was what it was a combination of things uh it was kind of a bucket list thing so i thought until i got up there and i was like what the hell am i doing uh but then also it's like just all the other guys were going so you're not going to be this the sissy that's going to stay back and you're going to go right uh, I think I've never been, I think I've never been so scared in my life that day. The whole day I thought I was dying. I, I wouldn't, I would be the same. Like in that, not only like coming in on the helicopter, but I'm, I'm guessing you're going down these powder, like, cause they're not normal routes. It's not a ski hill, right? Yeah. Nobody skied on them. Yeah. So anything could, I mean, there could be, even though they know the route, let's just say it just snowed and a plane crashed or, or. I don't know. There's a dead moose under the snow or you, you know what I mean? Like, you don't know. Like, it's not like people are up there landscaping them. So you're well, coming- it's, it's, it's avalanche avalanche. Yeah. That's the biggest thing. So you so the guys up there testing in the snow before you go down, like to make sure, you know, they, they you know, they're, they're obviously they're very safe about it. They don't want people. I don't know. I don't know if you can be very safe. <laughs> they might no. be as safe as possible. I don't know that falling out of a helicopter on untested snow that creates avalanches is even close to very safe, but keep going. Well, uh, that, that's that's why you can't get insurance if you heli ski. That's probably there is a reason for that. <laughs> Holy shit! I'm doing nothing that you can't get insurance. <laughs> that's nuts, buddy. Um, okay, so sex feels nice. Okay, we know that sex feels nice. Now, in this world, there's a rocket. You're not attached. I don't think you're going out with anybody now. But even if you are, let's just say, in this hypothetical, you're not. Okay, so if you're significant other and if I find out that that you're married again or something and I don't know that then I give up now but let's just say in this world you're single guy sex feels nice there's a girl there's the hottest thing that you've ever seen again hypothetical or close to except sex with this person is three times as good now the best feeling I know of in the world and there's lots of great feelings the best feeling I know is that orgasm moment like the moment that you're having an orgasm just to break it down scientifically whatever's going on serotonin or body rainbows or whatever it is that feels the best to me. So to know that three times as good is like, whoa, like, okay, if heroin is addictive the first time, then this is going to be crazy because sex is the best thing I know. Not that I know heroin. Anyway, I'm rambling. Here we go. So you get to go to Peru, Machu Picchu. So you you, you're on a, you get to do this once a year with this rocket and sex with, the, with her is three or him, whatever you're into. Maybe I'll learn that too. Is three times as good. Three times. The only cost is that you have to eat the toes of the latest deceased celebrity. I'd have to pick. So, but toes are good in this world. Toes are really nutritious. It's just like, ugh. so in this, you'd have to like right now, she wants you to go to Peru to, to travel on that road to Machu Picchu, to find yourself, to have crazy sex, to have good weather, everything. You've just got to eat the toes of Ray Liotta. And then next year it would be Paul McCartney or whoever else passes away. 
would you do this? You've got to make a 20 year agreement that you're going to do it every year. You just got to eat the toes of a deceased celebrity of my picking. I, I, I got to say, absolutely not. Well, because I, I do it. Well, no, because well, I mean, sex is pretty good already. Like, you know, I, I but this I'm, is I'm three times. You like- can't, you know, I knew you would say this and I know I, I but this is three times as good. So it would I know, be like, I know. Do you want to win? I'd say to you, if I if it was like, do you want to win your beer league championship or the Stanley Cup? That's how much bigger this is. And it's this right. sort of like blow your head off sex. But but again, you've already said hard no. So keep going. I cut you off. Well, I'm okay. well if you said if you said uh, if you if you eat it, if you eat toes, you could win the Stanley Cup instead of your beer league championship. Then I might I might say I'll eat the toes. Well, <laughs> oh, OK, you know what? That's what we're going to leave it at. You'll eat the toes. It's just that, you know. You win the cup. lots of sex and it doesn't really winning the Stanley Cup is more enticing. I will go with that. OK. Next season, the easiest sports bet in all of the leagues in Major League Baseball, in hockey, in NBA or in NFL. What's the lock you think? This person is going to win MVP or this team is going to win the championship? Oh, well, I'm uh I'm obviously uh, more into hockey than the other sports, so I have to stick to hockey. So let's just go there. I know maybe that's boring, but um, I mean, I think Connor. I think Connor wins the uh, MVP next year. Like again, he's not going to win it this year because just the way the I think it just they want to get to somebody new, and I think that'll piss him off, and he'll come back and he'll he'll win it next year. And uh, the lock to win the Stanley Cup next year. Oh God. Who's like, I, I, I gotta say, like, I mean, if like Colorado's got to be there, like, I mean, they just got so many good pieces, so many young pieces, yeah, and so many coming. If back, they don't win it this so year, many, they got to win it next year. Like my buddy Alex Newhook, who can barely get in the lineup, he's a fucking sick player. That's why I'm, I'm looking at it going, and I watch him a lot, and I'm going, no offense, but I'm like, he would definitely make the Oilers like starting yeah. lineup. So that to me, and and having most people coming back. You know, teams like Tampa Bay or Tampa for a reason because all their best players make way less than ten million, right? I mean, yep. I'd say the leaps, but again, they're they're going to have five players, six players making minimum. I, I just don't know how more than yep. that. So yep. I just don't know how. Um, okay, you own your own business, so you fired people before. Now in this world, you've got to fire someone. Option A. You're wearing shades and you're talking like a gangster, so or a New York gangster. So you're like, "Hey, get the fuck out of here! Yeah. Get the no, fuck so- out of here!" Right? You got to act like so pretentious. Yeah. That's the first way. So that's your first option. You got to okay. fire this particular person using one of these methods. So that's number one. Number two, in a who farted T-shirt and a sombrero while eating a lollipop. I mean, you'd look like a big asshole, but still, these are two not great options. Third. You're wearing an Oilers jersey tucked into some really short shorts, some tight short shorts, and you say, welcome to oil country. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> That's a good one. Uh, I still got to go. I got to go with the first one, especially if I didn't like the person. Like, that would be just a baller move. Like, and have yeah, a big spotlight. Him. Like, you'd bring him into a room with a spotlight on him, and then you just, like, you'd scare the hell out of him, and then get the hell out of here. That'd be fun. Fair enough. Okay, so... Female celebrity. Who would be a female celebrity that you really want to meet? Uh, oh, my God. 
Um, like it doesn't have to be sexy reasons, like, but it can be like in the nineties. I, I never thought anybody, I, I still don't think I've seen anybody that affected me as much the first time as Elizabeth Hurley in Austin powers Yeah, for some reason. And even though the reason is sexual, I would have wanted to meet her, but even outside of that, that that's obviously in my subconscious, Mary Chapin Carpenter, I would have liked to meet great country artists. So I'm not saying it's not have to be sexual, but it certainly can be. Why, why wouldn't, you know, it's a woman you, you can, pick whoever you want so who a who would it be because the question is b is, is the second part of the question is what i want to know but who would the celebrity be first um i think there's a few of them but i think the one i would go with because every time i just see her on screen or whatever i just think she's absolutely stunning yeah is that gal godot okay right she know. is she's absolutely beautiful um who would and she's kind of interesting too because she's from Israel. Like she's got a little bit of you know, she's not the typical you know, background yeah. she's star. Not. She's and I, for me, I always yeah that because seeing other it's it's like almost listening to world music. I like the beauty of different th- and it, it's just not part of our culture all the time. So seeing beauty from all over the world, I, 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 there is something there and there's something magnetic about it to me. I, I don't know what it is. Almost trap like like foreign, like tropical, which kind of, well, just, it's, it's just the accent, buddy. It's like the accent takes over the top. The accents do it too. Accents for, for me, it's a look, it's an accent. It's a culture. I like going outside of the regular culture to none specifically, but yes. Now, anyway, that being said, so for me, God, not that you asked, but let's just say, Oh God. I forget her name. I forget. Uh, J- J- Presley, Jamie Presley, maybe. She's probably a little older now, too. But but anyway, I, I, I thought her a little bit. But anyway, here's my question. I want to meet her. I want to meet Elizabeth Hurley. Fuck, she's not dead. Um, Gallagher Joe is who you want to meet, right? Yeah. Would you? So you, you do have a chance to meet her. But. You've got to have spaghetti sauce all over your face. So you can't act like, you know, it's there. Let's just say in the corner, in the left corner of your mouth, you have spaghetti sauce and then a sprinkling on the right side of your nose. So clearly you didn't wear your bib. Right. And, and but now you've got and you've got to it's a normal conversation. Hi, how you doing? Really nice to meet you, too. But you you've got oh, that'd be fa- I think it'd be, it would be really just fascinating to see what she would do. Like we say a lot about her character. Right. I mean, you got those people that are, won't tell you that you have, you know, something on your face. And then you have those people that right away will say, oh, sorry, by the way, you slog. You're going to go at it. You're you going to go at it head on. You're going to double down on the sauce. And that would make I would be really attracted to her if she like right away said, by the way, you're an idiot. You have stuff all over your face. Sam, man, you know what? That's the right answer. I wasn't looking for that is the right answer. She would like you. But what happened? That happens to everybody. What are you going to do? Act embarrassed. You got too much pride. You got, you know what? Yeah. I got fucking spaghetti sauce on my face. Now I'll wipe it off. Now, how's about me and you have a glass of wine and go? <laughs> Let's have a glass of wine. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. So for the rest of existence, even when you're dead, nobody with the trans Sam with bloodline, nobody, not one person will ever have a nightmare again. No nightmares. None. All good dreams, which there's something to be said for that. You don't think about it a lot. All good dreams. But what you have to do, what you have to do 
is on Sundays, you wear no shirt. You you wear tight Laker shorts. Okay, so you get no shirt, tight Laker shorts. Your hand is in your pants. And every Sunday you have to approach at least one person while rubbing your balls and say, if your balls aren't itchy, you're not working hard enough. (laughs) Every Sunday for the rest of your life, you have to put your hand in your pants with the tight shorts, maybe some shoes, no shirt, and say, if your balls aren't itchy, you're not working hard enough. Oh, I, I think I'd have to I'd have to do that because I think it would be funny as hell to see. <laughs> and I'd have to make sure it got videotaped every single time. And and like then I would post it on social media and I'd be a social media sensation. And that could be another uh, line of income. That's you know, also of, the right answer. Favorite horror movie. Oh, um uh, the okay, the one that, that always just sticks with me and and I just always because I never I don't watch a whole bunch of horror movies. But I remember watching the Blair Witch Project, and it still kind of haunts me. To this. I know this sounds really stupid now because, you know, the way things are now, it's obviously a fake show. But at the time, I saw it like the first day it came out. And because it was the way they were promoting it was like that it could have been like real. Like this could have been, this could have happened. And they've got these tapes. And Sandman, it was at the birth of the internet. Well, yeah. a little after, but it wasn't a normal thing. No one had it on their phone. So you, we, you weren't looking for uh, rumor was true. Like yeah. we're not, but rumor was almost gospel. Like, Oh really? Hey, G- see the new Batman movie. Uh, Michael Keaton plays a great Batman. Oh, okay. And if I didn't see Rolling Stone, article on it i i just have to take your word for it right so i kind of like, see what you're saying from that point of view it, it was legit like i'm and it wasn't just me like everybody around like was like is this is this true or not like nobody really I remember knew. yeah i remember and, it was- and and when we went and then when when that last scene came where the it was just like it, like you again you, you let the theater still not really knowing if this was true or not like because because again the internet wasn't there there was no like this now would be like a joke. Like people, I think people watch it now. Now it would be it well, probably didn't age well because it's like not only that. Now it's heard. Like I went to to watch the Sixth Sense with Penny Lane, and as soon as we started, she like mentioned to somebody, and oh, he he sees the ghost because the guy's dead. I'm like, fuck off. Exactly. But, My kids do it to me all the time. But it's so everywhere. So all you would have to do is type it in, and now not everybody's that way because Penny Lane didn't want to know that. But it's just impossible. You you just. So I'm like, you know, just don't say anything. We, we watch these movies at night. Just don't tell anybody because you're right. Sixth Sense was this big cliffhanger. And of course, your buddies could have told you. But now it's just when it's everywhere, when the the answer is everywhere, it's a little harder to conceal. I think everybody would know now by the time it came out that the Blair Witch was fake. I didn't know either, Sam, by the way, the final. It, as I say it, that movie was way more groundbreaking than it seems now, because once you find out it kind of, ah, okay, but think about it when you didn't, yeah. that was fucking, that changed a lot for movies. It changed like the way it was shot, everything a hundred percent, totally groundbreaking. But uh, I didn't sleep that night. I was scared the whole night. Honestly, God. And you were 20 odd years old. Cause that was yeah. right around the time we played here in St. John. That's right. It was right around the turn of the millennium. How many hoodies do you own? Uh, well, you know what I had, I probably have, or had a half dozen of them, but my, my daughters keep stealing them from me. Like they're wearing my clothes now. So I think in my closet, I have one hoodie and they like to wear baggy clothes. Really so they popular now. Like I just, they steal all my stuff. So I got one in my closet. I think. I don't even think I said the word hoodie till 
the 2000s. I, I, I might have had some. I think I just called it a sweater. Um, do you have a favorite referee? Uh, gosh, well, the, the one I know, the one I know really well, he's not, he's not in the NHL anymore, was uh, Tim Peel. Hmm. Uh, Tim was uh, my roommate, believe it or not, one summer with Drake Barahowski. And we lived in Forest Hill. Drake had bought this house in Forest Hill, Toronto. And and Tim wasn't even a referee. He was refereeing in like midget AAA, I think, at that point. Wow. And he was working for a company, like a financial company in, in Toronto. And we roomed together and had a really fun summer. And then uh, a few years later, he's uh, refereeing me in the American League. He's refereeing us in the American League. And then he ended up making the NHL. The only so, referee I know that I played with, and he would never know it, he, uh, unless he's because I didn't know him really, but I think you would have, Dan O'Rourke. Yep, I played with Dan O'Rourke in Tri-Cities, yep. I did, but I mean, three games, right? I yeah. Was in and out. I, was, I was a prospect. I remember seeing him in the room. I was with his brother Steve when Todd passed away, Todd Classen. Ah, uh, jeez, yeah. I was in, uh, we were in Penticton, and we were leaving to meet them in Tri-Cities because it was boat races or whatever. Well, I was, uh, we were driving, we were two hours behind them driving down to Tri-Cities for the boat races. So we would have been there at the same time. We, we just never. Have. There you go. I would have, if not yeah. for that. I uh, would have met you, but uh, yeah, that was crazy. That was a bad day. Yeah. Look it up, people. That's, that's Without that. getting into it, Todd Klassen, one of the best players, people that's ever come through the Tri-City organization, was a great person. Uh, your favorite ho- non-hockey uniform ever? Non-hockey uniform. Oh, my God. Uh, I mean, I got to, again, I'm just cut top of my head here. I'm I'm kind of a... a Blue Jays fan now, living in Toronto, back and forth, uh, and they got some cool swag. They got some cool stuff. Even like they have the black shirts now and the black hats, and like they got they the know how to do it. I've always yeah, said it. It's incredible. They've got their like their apparel and 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 third jersey or sixth oh. jersey. They have ten a year, but they've got that on. They're they're on point with that shit. Yeah. man. they're one of the best in in all of sports for that. I love it. It's, and you know what? Most things can be seen as a money grab. I guess they are, but I mean, that's what you got to expect. You got to play players tens of millions of dollars now, hundreds in some cases. And uh, I support it fully. I buy all of it. The pink hat. Well, you never, you know, like you think about all across the country, 35 million people and they're buying all this stuff. And you go to, you go to, uh, you go to, you're in Toronto. Uh, I've never seen anything like it as far as the amount of fans yeah. wearing Blue Jay stuff was like, I don't, I don't know if there's anything, anybody beats it. And the, I agree. And it, 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 when the third jerseys come out and people start complaining, they go money grab. I'm like, I, I get it. It is a money grab, but you don't you don't have to buy it. Like, I find worse money grab when I go to get a new phone and I find out I got to get a new adapter. Why did you change the adapter? You didn't have to. That's a money grab. A money grab isn't putting out an orange fucking Jays hat. Sub- supply and demand. Don't if they don't sell, you won't put it back out. <laughs> I don't have to buy it. I, agree. Um, I just like having the option. Um your favorite American hockey player ever? Oh, American, American, American. Um, I, I got to go with Chris Chelios. I, I always loved him uh, growing up, and I love the way he played the game and the longevity that he had. And when I met him one time. It's kind of a funny story, but I can't talk tell you on on this. But uh, tell me in yeah. June when you when you get here. Good answer, Sky. Have you sky do, skydived? Skydived, skydo. How do you say that? Have you bungee jumped, or would you do the CN Tower walk? Well, I just talked about this heli skiing thing, and I would not do. I, 
the only thing you might get me is a skydive. I might do a skydive, but I, I, I've done a bungee jump. I've bungee jumped before. And that, 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 um, that whole thing, CN Tower thing, uh, I have zero desire to do that. I couldn't, like, to me, the most, like, there's, that's as scary to me as being buried alive. Like, I, I've been up in the CN Tower. I don't know. I do it to get shits and giggles, I guess, sir. There's always somebody that hasn't gone up and I'll go up and it's kind of a, but when I get up there, I can't walk on that glass floor. Like kids are bouncing yeah. around. I don't know how to go outside and to hang off the edge of that. But I, I honestly don't know how humans are built because I cannot, I cannot, I just cannot yeah. put myself. You could give me $8 billion. It wouldn't matter. Yeah. I can't do it. I can't make myself do it. I'm with you. Um, now I heard that a lot of the people that built the sand tower were from Newfoundland, which doesn't surprise me. But uh, it's not in my roots. So. You go to Papua New Guinea. Okay. Which is in Oceania. I looked at that. I didn't even realize what the continents were. I remembered all the continents, seven of them in, in my count, the last time I left school or I was in school. And now apparently Oceania is one of them. And I had no clue. But Papua New Guinea is around Australia. I guess Australia isn't a continent anymore. So you got to go there. You got to go there for, let's say, half a year. Six months you have to go to Oceania. You get two TV series, four movies, two meals, four albums, and three books. I'll go through that slowly. Two TV series. What do you pick? Oh, okay. Um, You're going to Papua New Guinea. I just picked somewhere tropical that I don't know. I pitched like a tribe or something. Maybe that's culturally numb or ignorant, but whatever. I'm, I'm saying Papua New Guinea because you're going there. It's a small place in the middle of nowhere with volcanoes and tribes or whatever. You got to live basically. You know what I mean? You're in a hut. Yeah. You got you got an, you, you got food and everything. You just you're alone. You're living a simple life. OK, you're so simple you got- life. You're alone. Okay, so I, I would go, I think off the top of my head, I'd go with uh, Seinfeld. Yeah, great. And, and I'd go probably, let's pick The Office. The, Fantastic. The- now, I don't know, for, for me, I always pick comedies as well because I can watch them over and over. I, yeah. I, I can't watch something that's dramatic that I've seen over and over. So yeah, that's, uh, I agree. If you think like me, then perfect. Uh, okay, four movies. Four movies. Uh, so then we got to go with, uh, let's, we're going to do something, um, like a series. I would think, um, we could go with the Godfathers. We get all three of those going. Great fucking way to think about it. Yeah. And then we'd yeah. have to pick out that you want to throw a comedy in there too. Right. Um, we go with, um, what's that one? Um, oh, one of my favorite ones. Uh, oh, well, the one I watched, like probably most movies that like most times I've watched a movie ever was dumb and dumber. Like, I think I've watched that 500 times. Have you? Yeah, yeah, me too. Have you seen, by the way, just side note, Tropic Thunder? You know what? I have not. And you are not the first person to tell me that I have got to watch that. It's weird, Sam, because it came out at a time that all the guys in it were putting out all these movies. And it's so funny. Like, it's, it's up there with Dumb and Dumber, but I was numb to it at the time. And for some reason, I went back and watched it the other day since it came out. And yeah. I'm telling you, knee slapper times ten. Okay, I'm gonna go back and watch it. Yeah, yeah you'll like, trust me. It's funnier. It's, it's almost because I felt bad that it, 
I don't know. I just kind of forgot about it. Felt well, I think bad. a lot of it's a lot of it's probably offside right now too, right? I, yes, I mean, it's way like, offside. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's it's kind of nice to go back when like people had a sense of humor and yeah, uh, knew, knew, had a sense of irony. And, people. Yeah. Um, okay, two meals, meaning you can only have two meals every morning. You're gonna have breakfast. Every night you're gonna have dinner, but you gotta have the same thing. So, yeah. you know, this better be your best. You know, if you love Rice Krispies, you better fucking love them. Uh, I would say all day long, I'd go with a, like a dry Greek rib, like just with a, like a Greek style rib. I, I can eat it. those all day long. Okay. And then I would go with, um, I mean, I was going to say like a, like, give me like charcuterie. Like if you give me charcuterie, like cheese and meats and stuff like that. I don't know if that's a meal though. Maybe that's not uh, no, fair. I'm going to give it to you because that's variety too. Yeah. Yeah. That's I, I, variety. Uh, when I eat those two things, it's like all bets are off. You might as well just like, it's like injecting, I guess. It's a, it's like a drug. I just, I'll I, eat, I'll eat till I just pass out. I knew the charcuterie. I had no idea about the uh, Greek meat. <laughs> now you get four albums. Yeah. That's, that's quick sidebar, by the way, mm-hmm. I watched on the plane ride out here. The crate it's on crave. It's the documentary of triumph. Okay. And it, and it, and the, and it's, uh, their story is amazing. I did, I really had no idea. They're from Toronto, obviously. And, and yeah. that, but uh, it's crazy what they did and uh, like who they were. And, but I forgot about, like, I hadn't heard about that era before, like in, or I hadn't, I hadn't listened to that era of music for a long time, which I loved like the eighties metal bands and, and stuff like that, like stuff that we grew up on. Um, so it, I heard all these albums again. That's why it kind of led, led me to it. Um I mean, I think the one, if I can do, if I do an album, like, can I do like use your illusion one and two, like guns and roses. Okay. Yeah. That's number one. Like I would get that one. I love Good that. Pick. Um, I would do a, uh, whew, what's the one what's, uh, well, definitely we got, so we got to go tragically hip. I would do uh fully completely. Got to be hip in there. Great. Uh, so is that, am I at two yet or three? Is that three or two, two or three? Two. Um, I would probably do uh, just something that's like every song is great on that. album, like an Eagle, Eagles uh, album that came yeah. with the one. Um, can't the name of the album, but you know what I'm talking about. It's like their greatest hits of the 70s or something. It's one of the Yeah. Yeah. The, great, the greatest hits would be great. Yeah. Perfect. Let's go with that. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of something like. It's like it's a great pick so far. I think in the 80s, I mean, like some 80s, I would just want to go with like I'm just, I'm gonna throw this out here because I always say this all the time. I go platinum blonde. I do the platinum blonde album because I was always tell everybody all the time, I'm like, they should have been as big as Duran Duran. I can't believe they weren't. And yeah, I, and uh they were at the time of triumph. There was a lot of those, like a flock of seagulls, <laughs> tri- like a lot of them that had like similar sound, but but it was really good. They yeah. almost I mean, I was a little young, but the, 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 the whole you, you would get cut. Yeah, OK, it sounded dated right away. Now, if you listen to those songs, they, any Platinum Blonde song, still, but at the time it was associated with such cheese. Yeah, that it was almost ironic for a while. And in the 90s, yeah. you look back, ah, you know, that's the 80s. Yeah. Now, if, if you don't necessarily attach it to a look, a lot of those songs are good. Absolutely. Right. Way better than we way better than we thought. I mean, I and that's like even that documentary of the Tramp one. It's like you didn't like you just realize again how good the musicianship was and the writing was, like compared, I think 
you know, I think there's a lot more garbage today and maybe I'm being, maybe I'm being eight and I'm old now, but I just think there was just so much more depth to the, to the musicianship and the writing. Um, it's a harder process to get seen and known. So I guess by the time that you now, by back then, by the time you got on the radio, you had to be accomplished. There was no way around it. Whereas a few years ago, I just saw a thing on uh, the song old country road or whatever the guy who he just did it. He was a student. He didn't know anything about country music. He was in his mom's house. No high school student, and he just put it together on. He didn't. Even, he wasn't even a musician. Yeah. He, he knew nothing about the music industry. Number yeah. one hit on the year. Yeah. Old, uh, what was it? Old Country Soul, or it wasn't that, but it was. Um, anyway. Yeah, and this and this guy's famous right now, right? Rap. Yeah. 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 I know. I heard. I, I I never heard of this guy before either, but I heard on the radio they were talking about this guy, this kid. Because um, anybody now, you would have had to go through some sort of check and balance back you had to walk into a, a club and say look no matter what kind of music it is whether you're the run dmc or bob seeger but when you're getting your start you would have you know like to play hockey you got to play in the minors now can you imagine if you just woke up one day as a soccer player never skated and said eh, i think i'm going to play in the nhl right. and be the best player that happened well, it's all, well and i would equate it to it's like uh because it, it was all ticket sales like, i mean you had to go and play in front of people so you actually had to play your instruments right for the most part yes and it'd be like going and saying, well, I'm really good at EA sports, uh, like soccer. So I can go and play, you know, I can go play. In, yeah. uh, and and yeah, that's exactly what's happening, which who knows, is it good? Is it bad? I don't know. But what I do know is that I love listening to the people that were accomplished and I love listening to the package, the album, not just yeah. the song, not the snippet, not the ringtone, the album yeah. start to finish. Great pick. Well, you Sam know what? Sorry. If I could just make a point yeah. on that. Yeah. I'll tell you what, my daughters are 12 and 15 and they're playing their playlists for me now. And they're playing music from like the seventies and sixties and eighties and all this stuff. And I, I never encouraged them at all. Like to do, they did this on their own. So they're finding they're gravitating towards that music naturally, right. And organically. So I think that says something too. No, it definitely does. And I like that about it. Like, cause TikTok and like, there are, there are things that like Penny Lane will often say, say I showed her a, 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 she loves me and Julio down by the schoolyard. She loves Paul Simon. But when I showed her the other, he goes, she goes, Jesus, I didn't realize he was so old. Because they're hearing it. They see it on YouTube. It's accessible. Like, I knew Frank Sinatra was old. Yeah. But I couldn't just listen, like, every, unless I went in and got dad's albums. But it was just in my mind that, so, like, I knew, like, whoever was on the radio, and you had a better idea of the culture around you, like, the ages of people. Yeah. But, you know, Penny Lane, like, to her, Bob Seeger is Green Day is... Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Right. Oh, exactly. they're all on YouTube. I don't know. It doesn't say when the video came up. Like, yeah, you're right. If you hear it all the time, especially if it's TikTok, because it sounds relevant now, which it is, but it's a song from 40 years ago. I mean, you didn't know that. Yeah. Um, I agree. Anyway, I'm going to wind out now. Bear with me. Uh, Sam, man, thanks a lot. Do you have anything else to say? Do you have anything else to promote? I uh, well, I just uh, let's go Oilers. Uh, I got nothing to promote. I um, again, I just want to thank you again for uh, your help with Walking Gage's roast. You did, you we did a video roast uh, on him, which was great. We did that for kids sports for charity. So I think we raised. Um, I can't remember the number, but I think it was like we were able to outfit like something like three or four hundred kids with sports gear. Um, so just a great cause, incredible cause. So thank you for that very much. And uh, I've watched Shorzy. I love it. You're great in it. It's hilarious. It's good. And so I, I, it sounds like it's doing really well. And uh, I'm super proud of you again, buddy. I can't wait to see you.
I appreciate that. I can't wait to see you either. And do you think Gage would mind? For those that don't know, Sam asked me. We raised some money for Joaquin Gage, a great player, an ex-Oiler, played 18, 19 years pro, a great, great person, or he wouldn't agree to do it, because I certainly wouldn't, I don't think. Uh, but Sam Mann, do you think he'd mind if I put my little segment, if I posted it somewhere? I don't think so, but I'll ask him. Ask him uh, if they, I, I might put it out as a little addendum to a podcast in the future. Right. Like, you know, yeah, little, yeah. Little I'll, uh, I'll, I'm sure he wasn't a problem with it, but it was super hilarious. And it was, uh, it is a great sport. Uh, uh, I wish you were there. You would have, uh, well, you're, uh, the Hurleys were there. Mark Hurley was there. And I talked to him, the old ex Tri-City teammate. And that's great. Um, he was one of my best friends. Yeah. So oh, I was talking is, to him after. You know what I mean? You, you, yeah. Go apart. Uh, yeah. Well, that's great that it went over all right. And uh, I, I got one minute and 40 seconds left on this fucking Zoom. Um, again, I got to remember to upgrade. This happens the last three weeks. Yeah. But I didn't talk about Nashville. No. I forgot. Um, so we'll have to get into that. There was Sam, man, you're on every couple months. So the next time we'll talk yeah, about We'll Sam talk man. about Nashville. My favorite time of the one of my favorite times of the trip, though, was the fact how much you and Terry Degner loved each other. Because you guys could okay. be more opposite human beings, right? On the surface, yeah. Like if you you saw you guys like pick two opposite human beings, and then you guys are like hugging each other within like half a yeah. time. I'm sending him a message right after this, trying to get him over to George Street Festival or something. I think he'll. Oh, you, absolutely. Uh, so we'd love. I'd love to talk about that. That was that was a great time. Uh, he's a great dude. Thanks a lot, Sam. Man, I appreciate it. Uh, let's wind it down right there. Uh, if you're in town, check out. Green Sleeves, check out TJ's, check out Rob Roy, Trinity Pub and Bull and Barrel. They're my favorite places to drink. If I want a meal to go with it, I go to Blue on Water or I go to Merchant Tavern. Steve Brown at the Denture Center, the Denture Clinic, does a great job with my teeth. If you're local, go there. I mean that. I, I, he's not paying me for this. I told him I'd do him a favor because I lose my teeth all the time and uh, he hooks me up. So there you go. Wedgwood Cafe for all your catering needs. Drop in, have a bite to eat on Elizabeth Avenue. Penny Posh. Women's Wear Reimagined. If you'd like a hoodie or something, send me a message at TerryRyan2020 at gmail.com. Same goes for if you'd like a book. This has been episode 105B. Thanks very much. Oh, I always recommend an album. Searching for Sugar Man is a documentary. That's for you too, Sam Man. Searching for Sugar Man. This has been episode 105B of Tales with TR featuring Tarant Sam with The Sandman. Have a great week, everybody. Catch you on the rebound.